Do it. Do it. Welcome to the Austin Otaku Podcast, hosted by Jesse McDonald and Keith Good. Welcome back to the Austin Otaku Podcast, everyone. My name is Jesse McDonald, joined uh, as always by the ray of sunshine, Keith Good. Keith, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you. And I'm so glad you said as always, because there were a couple of episodes where I felt like I was sort of a temporary co-host. It's like, yeah, join, join today, but only today is uh, Keith Good. <laughs> I mean, you're you're really still earning your stripes, man. We'll get there. And granted, you do all the post-production, a lot of the design work, the web maintenance. But we everyone knows this is my show. Um, so I, I'm just glad to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, so eventually we'll get you to where it's just and my co-host. But you're you're almost there. Well, let's say maybe a couple more and we'll get there. All right. I'll, I'll keep trying. I, I will. <laughs> oh, yeah, this this is this is fun. This is fun. Uh, how's your week? Week's good. Week's good. Uh, as as previously mentioned a few episodes back, uh, I would be surprised if I'd never or if I ever told you that I wasn't busy this week because I've been extremely busy. But busy's good, um, especially now. Just thankful to have a job. So <laughs> how about you? I'm happy also to be employed. I am even more uh, excited when I get that paycheck every uh, what, couple of weeks or so. So that's always nice. Oh, yeah. Me and uh, one of our coworkers, uh, every every time we get a paycheck in, we get an email with a pay stub the day before the check comes in, and we always message each other, happy best day before the next best day. <laughs> I always love when I get my comic book subscription notice on the same day I get the, the paycheck notification. Oh, that's it when life just nice. syncs up. The The stars are aligned. It, it feels great to me. Oh, that's so good. Well, I'm really excited for our guest today. Uh, today, our guest is the one and only Casey Marquis. He's the founder of MediaWise, a marketing consulting firm that focuses on smart SEO for food and lifestyle bloggers. He is a husband and a father of at least two children. And when there isn't a global pandemic, you've probably likely seen him at the annual San Diego Comic-Con event. He's passionate about bacon and bourbon and his annual Casey Marquis Magic Limo Ride, which has become legend... Wait for it. Dairy. Always one to give a hearty handshake while looking you in the eye. Casey is really one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. <laughs> He's real mensch, as Keith would say. He's a real mensch. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Mr. Casey Marquis. Wow, that is a fantastic intro. Thank you so much. Checks are in the mail. Jesse and Keith. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll, I'll get you your invoice for your accountant uh, as soon as this is done. Not a problem. Not a problem. Uh, you will be paid in port goods awesome. as is normal. Awesome. Good to go. As is expected. <laughs> How are you doing, I Casey? I kind of feel bad calling him a minch now that he's talking about pork products, though. So. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> all good. All good. Yeah, uh, joining you from um, the surface of the sun, that is San Diego County. I don't know many of you have heard the heat wave that, is, that has rocked us to the core. I, I moved to San Diego for the pleasant weather, not for... 107 degrees at two o'clock in the afternoon. So good times. Good we time. greatly emphasize or em empathize. Empathize. There you go. There you wow. Go. It's yeah. been a Friday. Well, uh, I, I, I think more to the point, Casey can now empathize with us because he's felt that hundred plus degree weather. This is true to at this point. So this is yeah, true. I do not, I do not miss that. That's why I moved out of the Midwest was for more gentler weather. So San Diego has such incredible weather ordinarily, and it's an mm -hmm, all-year so. type of perfection, quite frankly. I don't do – you, do you even have a winter in San Diego? We we do occasionally. Yeah, it gets down to about 65, maybe Ooh. 63. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I have to break out a sweater sometimes, wow. turtleneck. So basically when you come to Dallas in November for state of search every year, that's your cold. That's your winter. Yeah. And it's funny. I mean, I, I run hot as, as my wife will tell you <laughs> I'm all with the you, time. Man. So, uh, we, uh, I like the cool weather. I don't, I don't Same. miss it at all, but yeah, it's good times. I enjoy, I do miss the seasons and I can, I grew up in Kansas, a great, great state for the seasons, if anything. And, uh, but I, I will tell you, I do not miss having to get up at six or seven in the morning and <laughs> preheat my car, scrape, scrape the ice off of my windshield, go back in, have a drink, come back out, find that it's still, you know, two inches thick. That's what good bourbon's nice. good for, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. 
That's where he got his passion for bourbon. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> so it's nature's nature's apple juice. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> so, Casey, for for the listeners who might know you, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, both personally and professionally, if you will. Uh, sure, sure. I have been. Uh, let's see. I've lived here in San Diego since about '98. I came out here in '97 to attend law school. It was a uh, Really interesting. I had never seen the ocean. Born and raised in the Midwest, came out here in '97 to attend law school. Met my uh, my beautiful wife. Uh, found out that she was a much better law student than me. I guess when you live by the beach and you've never lived by the beach before, it's kind of hard to study for law school. So uh, mm-hmm. she ended up staying, and I ended up transferring to an MBA program. Much easier. <laughs> and I've been I've been out here ever since. Uh, gosh, started in the SEO field about '99. Worked with sites like MagneticMattresses.com and NextGift.com and uh, good times, good times. The good days of Dogpile and GoTo.com. <laughs> little Lycos action going on. Excite, Altavista. Yes. Little InfoSeek. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the glory days. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I, I've been uh, been an SEO ever since. Uh, through my company, MediaWise, we focus exclusively these days on food, lifestyle, and do-it-yourself bloggers. And it's I've been very fortunate to, to be an in-demand auditor in that niche for a while. Yeah, when when I was uh, working with our, our mutual friend, Arson, over at Top Hat Rank, we had a, a bit of a partnership where we worked together. And mm-hmm. you, you yeah. absolutely knock those those food bloggers out of the park, man. You do some great work. So, Yeah, they are. It is great. Uh, I love it when they pay me in baked goods. Can't... <laughs> Can't discount that. Can't discount that at all. I will wake up. There'll be a lemon custard pie. It'll be like I have a food fairy. (laughs) I'll make sure that the invoice includes my favorite baked goods so you can do some influencing. What's what's been your favorite sort of gift uh, in kind uh, from your food bloggers? Have you gotten one that you were like, I didn't know this was going to be good. I didn't realize it was going to be this good. This has been the best thing I've eaten or. Yeah, I got a I got a rum cake. I'm going to tell you, I am pro rum cake. I, I actually, it's funny <laughs> that she, I don't know how she found out, but I had this blogger send me a rum cake and it was an old uh, family recipe, 50 year old recipe according to her. And let me tell you, it was, it was good. And no, no one else had any, it was just me. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some of those rum cakes where it was pretty potent actually. Oh, this was, this was fantastic. I, I was slurring my words probably third way through it. I just kept going because I didn't, no one raised me a quitter. Didn't raise a quitter. <laughs> Got to finish that rum cake. Hey, we should for quitters. It sounds like we should have had this conversation back in July then because I think it was National Rum Day was in July. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it's a national holiday in the Marquee household. Well, we know in episode two will uh, will be recorded, huh? Banners. Yeah, yeah. it'll be banners. Everyone <laughs> takes off work. Good times. <laughs> So you are a, a you and I both connect. I always like talking about where we connect on the Venn mm-hmm. diagram. Yeah. You and I are both uh and actually Jesse as well. We all three connect at comic books. Huge comic book fans. I probably would I might even say you're more of a comic book book fan than I am. Um because you're not only uh collect them and you read them, you also sell them. Uh and uh sort of engage in that portion of it. So what got you into comic books and um what got you into it to the level that you're at now? That's a good question. So, you know, I grew up relatively poor, uh, mid Midwestern Kansas. Uh, we, we just couldn't afford much, especially on reading materials. And I would occasionally get enough money together to go down and buy a comic book at the local market. And, and sometimes I would be dropped off in town or we'd walk to town back in the good old days when your parents would let you walk three miles into town. You didn't have to worry about anything, <laughs> but, uh, you'd walk into town and there'd be a convenience store and you'd have the old, uh, comic book spinner the comic spinner and you'd go in there and I'd literally sit down and read all the comic books and the guy would be okay with it. And I applaud him to this day. And, you know, sometimes they have a temporary worker and the temporary worker would be upset, but yeah. And I would just spend hours reading all these comic books or, or going to these trade shows and building up these comic books. And at that time I liked it, but I had no idea how to maintain them. All my comic books were crap. They were, you know, didn't know such things as bags and boards back then. I really wish I'd taken better care of them and all that, but and then, you know, I went into high school and, uh, you know, it was time to kind of put away childish things, so to speak, and went off to college and didn't, didn't do much with it. But when I got back, when I, when I came to California and to attend grad school, that was the home of Comic-Con. 
And it really reignited my love for the media. And so I went to my first Comic-Con in 99. Wow. And by 2001, post-marriage, I got married to my lovely wife, Tiffany, in 2000. By mid-2000, you know, well, like about 2001, she was like, okay, you're going to need to do something about this incredible glut of comic books that's in the garage. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, hey, good news. They have this thing called Comic-Con. Maybe I'll just go down and get a booth and see how it goes. And lo and behold, we did. And we literally made a mortgage payment. Wow. Uh, it was unbelievable how, how successful it was. So I'm like, okay, I'm hooked. And so at the time, that, again, that was about 2001, 2002 when I did my first Comic-Con. And it was, you could get a, the table or a couple, a little bit of a booth for pennies on the dollar. And I just built up from there. So I went from having this one table to the next year, I had uh, an inline booth. And then maybe the next year after that, I had two inline booths to where now I have a full end cap. I've had a full end cap for the last, I would say, eight years, eight or nine years. And it's, uh, gosh, we, it's, it's a, you literally, you take off a whole week. It's literally a working vacation. I have a whole crew that helps me and we'll load in anywhere from 30 to 50,000 comic books and sell them throughout this this whole week and uh the rest is history so I've, I've done that so i basically collect comics throughout the whole year and then we literally blow them out at comic-con in san diego every year and of course as you know we didn't have comic-con this year so <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot less storage space at the marquee mansion these days because of the <laughs> hey but next time you'll have two years worth of comics to uh, to sell yeah, that's that's what I keep reminding myself. I, I'm not sure the family understands that <laughs> as well. And it also doesn't necessarily ensure that I'm going to sell twice as many comics the following year either. So we, we'll we see how that goes. You should see if you could do Zoom, a Zoom booth. Just uh, do a little, little auction on Zoom. Could could not hurt. Could not hurt. But yeah, anything <laughs> that's been released in the last year, I, I probably have. And it's been, it's been interesting. I mean, I several years ago... I put aside uh, comics for my son, Blake. Uh, he is in his senior year right now. And our goal is to sell those comics and finance a lot of his grad school. And he has, I mean, I pulled aside tons of keys. So X-Men number one, he's got Hulk 181, you know, first Wolverine. We've got the Incredible Hulk number two, first Green Hulk. We've got first Daredevil, first Iron Man. But they were all low quality at the time. And I had them graded. And he's probably conservatively... Those issues are probably about twenty twenty five thousand dollars right now that he has. So I mean, it's a little bit of a chunk of change, but most likely, probably not going to sell them. I think I think he likes the, you know, likes having them. He doesn't really enjoy the medium as much as I do, but it, it is pretty cool to have those. Not just toss them away in a storage unit and see what they're like in another twenty years. Who knows? The hmm. envy of all the nerds for sure. Yeah, man. yeah those are very some key, key issues, man. Very fortunate. I'm hearing um, a lot of uh, Marvel in, in that list there. Um, but I happen to know you recommended to me last year a DC uh, series called Dark yeah. Knight uh, Metal, the metal series from uh, yes. DC. So what? where do you would you say you land in terms of universes? Uh, that's a good question. I, I would probably say that I'm, I'm more of a Marvel guy, but I, I don't have any. I, and I would say that I'm more of a Marvel guy just because it's a better managed company. I know <laughs> you're aware of how bad things have been with DC recently. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, DC is literally they're they've cut, they've gutted their publication lines. They're moving seven to 10 of those exclusively to digital content only things like young justice, teen Titans, Aquaman, even there, that's all going to be digital only, which is crazy. Uh, but I, I don't have any, you know, I, I like both the universes as much as I can. Um, you can't read everything. And this is the, Kind of a downside of, as I know you guys know, we're 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 all three very busy. I'm yeah, we're we're all very busy with our careers. I'm a single consultant, so as you can imagine, I have less time than most. I'm working fifty to seventy hours a week anyway. I wish that I had more time to catch up on all the books I have not been able to read over the last year year plus. So I have to be really selective in, in what I'm reading. And you mentioned. You mentioned the death metal, the, the, the metal series, and currently DC is doing an, a, a sequel to that called literally Death Metal. It's like a Dark Knight's Death Metal, and that thing is just screaming off the shelves. It's The whole premise is a, a dark multiverse, where, which is centered around evil Batman. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, Bruce Wayne going through all these various, you know, he's been corrupted and, and all that like, and uh, it's, it's fantastic read. So if you're on the call and you're looking for something to, to consider, you know, find this new dark Knights death metal series and take a look, you'll be, you'll be pleasantly surprised if not horrified at what they've done <laughs> with poor little Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I, I actually do, did not really start getting subscriptions, uh, sort of on order at, at the comic book store. Mm-hmm. Generally, I, I've sort of bought my comics ad hoc, right? Yeah, so I get it, I, yeah. Um, but then, you know, you recommended the Metal Series. I was like, well, let, let me go ahead and get on the list for that. And then mm-hmm. I started uh, probably another, <laughs> I think I've got another five subscriptions going at any given time now because it's such a convenient thing to do to, to know for a fact you're going to get that first release of, of a, a new comic when it comes out. And, and it is. It's it's the case. I mean, it's even more. It's terrible for me because I literally have like sixty subscriptions. Wow. <laughs> I literally have like sixty subscriptions. It is unbelievable. I'm spending probably more on comic books a month than most people spend on their mortgage. And it's so funny because I hardly read any of them. They just go right mm-hmm. into the boxes for Comic Con for next year. And I've tried to dial it back, but you know, I don't. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I mean a, lot of, a lot of people spend probable. their money. I mean, I only spend my money on three things, which is, you know, comic books, bourbon and bacon. And it's usually in that order in many cases, you know. So we'll, you know, good times. There are Two B's and a C. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I was curious from a vendor perspective, how have you seen Comic-Con grow and evolve over the years? Because I know from looking on the outside in, it's really become a highlight of, you know, what, what superhero movies or, you know, just general fantasy type movies or shows are coming out in the future. And I, from what I've understood as someone who's never attended the actual comic vendor sort of stuff has really dialed back. Uh, is that the case or is, Oh, that's very true. Uh, when I first started in the early two thousands, we're talking, we had probably two to three times the comic vendors we do now. It's now we're, we're, we're in like hall A and a little bit of B and that's it. And then C through J is literally all big media. Wow. It is unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, we, if you go to Comic-Con, A and B is where the comic books are. And then they have this gold and silver pavilion, which is where you can look at some of the older comics. But yeah, it's, it's insane. I mean, you start at row 100, row 100, row 200 probably have a lot of big media because they started to put some gaming and stuff down there. And then 300 to 1200 is about the comic books. Cause I'm at about booth, uh, 20, 10, 27 or something like that, which is facing backward towards the, uh, um, the concession stand. I have this big booth facing the concession stand and the restaurant. So I heard the restroom so I can hopefully get them as they come back. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, it's it's gone down considerably. It is amazing uh, every time I look around. And this, of course, the quarantine has been terrible for the comic book retail industry in general. A lot of the comic stores, especially here in San Diego, did not survive. A lot of them went out. Some of them went out of business. Uh, and then, of course, there was the issue with uh, DC has decided to 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 provide new retail it used to be that you could you had to order everything from diamond comic retailers which was literally a monopoly and it's been the case Mm -hmm. for several decades but because of this quarantine and the fact that diamond shut down for almost a month and no one could get anything they decided that uh dc and marvel and a little bit approached outside vendors and now these 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 two other vendors set up one is through midtown comics and there's another one out there through, I think, comic books, uh, subscription service, CBCS. And they're now providers. They're, they're, they're competing. They're both retailers and producers, which is a, muddies the water quite a bit. Wow. So we'll see how that goes. Does that added competition make them a lot uh, a better situation? Is it more of a buyer's market in those in that case, or is it still not? Is it still well, the same? According, so according to everyone I speak to, it's definitely hurt them because what's happened is now that there are only some comics that are being carried. Like uh, I don't believe that you can get any of DC's comics now through Diamond. So because of that, you have to use a different provider. And so if you think about the regular comic retailer. They had to buy so much to make their minimums every month. And so if they're not buying 30% of their titles anymore from the same person, that means their shipping costs go way up because the orders are smaller. 
So I think for most retailers, I think this has hurt them that the fact that I believe it is DC has moved. They're not providing any of their inventory through Diamond anymore. I see that. I, th- I can't. Remember. I think you're right. I think as yeah. of a couple of weeks ago, they're they're completely off Diamond. Completely off, and so that's tough. So now you've got you're a retailer. You got to order twice. I go mm-hmm. to order all my stuff here from this re- from this provider, and then I've got to order everything else here from from Diamond. So I've got two shipping bills, and that's going to cut into my discounts because the more you order, the higher your discount on a on an aggregate stat on an aggregate basis. It's got to be tough. I, I'm glad I don't do it. I do not have a diamond account. Never have had a diamond account. Just stayed as far away from that. I just negotiated special rates with some of the bigger providers and just order so much every month. And it helps me. So I'm at about maybe 40% discount, 40%, which is fine. I mean, 40% no sales tax. So at least I can get some of my money back at Comic-Con. But I would certainly, so on the call, thinking of starting a comic store, I would not recommend it. Not not a good, not a good environment for that for sure. Yeah, and it doesn't, doesn't doesn't help that the the studios haven't been able to release any major titles. No, yeah, yeah, uh, recently they I think they they released DC released Birds of Prey slash mm-hmm. Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about that. I watched it. I yeah, it's different. Can't say I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think around the same time it was supposed to be released in the theaters, Morbius mm-hmm. was supposed to be released from Marvel and Marvel and Marvel, I think, just decided not to release it until they could get people back in the theaters, which was, I think, a smart idea. Yeah, we were supposed to have Black Widow out by now. We were supposed to have mm-hmm. a ton of stuff out. And now I'm hearing that they are going to release Black Widow, but they're probably going to do it on demand at 20 or 20 or 30 bucks a ticket, maybe 30 oh, bucks yeah. a ticket for it. Oh. Are they going to do like they're doing Mulan with the yes, Disney? Yeah, very thing? similar. That's and I thought about it. I'm thinking, hmm, yeah, I'd probably still pay $30 to see Scarlett Johansson from <laughs> Black Widow. <laughs> see, I, I'm into the idea of it. So I, I get it. As long as it's not a single movie, if it's like 30 a month for, you know, new released films and it's whatever yeah, comes out that month, I'm in. Definitely, but I think definitely it's won't per be movie. Yeah, it's per movie. So it's like nuts. the Mulan thing, we're, we're Disney Plus members, but yeah, they're going to – you want to watch Milan, you're going to have to shell up a $30 one-time pass to that movie. And at least, you know, they're, I like how Disney's selling it, though. They're like, well, you know, they're testing the markets on this. But, oh, by, by the way, as long as you're a Disney Plus member, that's your movie. You can watch it as many times as you want. You want to watch it six times? You want to watch it 100 times? I get it. That's what they're selling it. That's how they're, yeah. they're selling the benefit. But, yeah, it's going to be a, a tough nut for a lot of a lot of people, too. Well, and to I'd imagine they're they're looking at that price and saying okay how many times does the average movie goer go to mm-hmm. a film in theaters yeah. how many times do they bring somebody with them and then trying to recoup the cost of the actual production so it makes sense it just it sucks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but definitely so we'll see how it goes but i suspect that they'll do this with milan gosh what what is disney plus subscribers up to now it's something like a hundred million or so close to that or i mean they're they're getting near netflix numbers yeah, thanks, so, Mandalorian. I mean, yeah, <laughs> right. And I mean, if they could get twenty to thirty percent of those, and I bet it'll be higher of those households to buy that thirty dollar one time fee, I guess they can recruit most because that's a hundred percent. It's not like where they release a movie and they only sure. get forty percent of the of the income for the first ten weeks or whatever. It's, it'll be interesting to see how it goes for sure. As a Disney stockholder, we'll see. <laughs> Disney, not a sponsor yet. Yeah, yes, yet. <laughs> so we're at about the halfway point of the show, and mm-hmm. if, if you're a frequent listener, which Casey, I know you are, oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> this would be our "Tell Me Something Good" segment. Mm. Tell me something good. This is our segment where each of us, otaku slash geek slash nerd slash awesome people, uh, make one recommendation that we feel like everyone else's life would be better for having in their lives. So what we basically do is just take something that it can be anything, Casey, it can be your favorite bourbon. It can be your favorite bacon. It can be your favorite comic series, whatever you want to make it. um, It can be that. So how about you kick us off as, as, as you are the guest this week and let us know what your recommendation of the week is. You know what? I just bought a new bourbon the other day uh, for a friend for his wedding present, and it was so good. I bought two bottles, one for him and one for me, and it was a Jameson 18-year Bow Street, 
and it's fantastic. It is a, it is a, uh, uh, the name escapes me, but it's a, it's a scotch whiskey. It's a blended scotch whiskey. It's not a, it's not a straight, not a single malt, but it was fantastic. And basically what it means is that the minimum mixes, the minted blend is minimum 18 years. So there's clearly some in there that are probably, probably older, but it is, it was fantastic. I unfortunately drank a lot of it. Uh, both at before and after this wedding last weekend, um, which was on the down low because we you know we're not really doing much in San Diego County right now. So, <laughs> but anyway, we were actually buzzed by the cops. It was good times. <laughs> That's it, was, awesome. it was actually a, 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 a cop wedding. It was actually a, a cop wedding. And so it was a little bit more relaxation there. I've already said too much. And the, 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 the helicopter buzzed us and actually congratulated the party, oh, which was awesome, which was not, which was not well received by a lot of people in the neighborhood wondering what's going on with this big party mm. happening down the street. Yeah. But anyway, it was, it was fine. Social distancing was observed. Uh, you can drink your whiskey in the same room with other people without being too close to them. It was fine. Hmm. But yeah, well, we enjoyed it. It was a very good bottle. I highly recommend it. It's about 130 bucks. So it's a little bit of a, a reach for maybe some people, but I, I would buy it again in a heartbeat. And the name again is Jameson. Yeah. Jameson 18 Bow Street, B-O-W, B-O-W Street. And it is uh, fantastic. Gotcha. Yeah. Fantastic. Jesse, uh, how about you? Recommendation of the week? Um, this week, I think I'm going to go the gaming route. Um, so Uno. I got what it was, Uno, right? You're talking about you getting ready to, to recommend Uno, right? Because there's a new Uno, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, double, double, double return game out. <laughs> I'm actually I'm looking to an old school game that I played, um, back in 02, I think, uh, on the PlayStation 2, but it's been remastered for everything uh from the ps3 ps4 i believe it's on xbox and recently on the switch but that would be final fantasy 10 oh, wow. uh, so final fantasy 10 jrpg made by uh then then squaresoft now square enix mm-hmm. uh the game that got me into gaming as a preteen uh played it like crazy never beaten it because it feels like every time i get close my game file corrupts or something happens I've tried like six times in my life, but I recently got it for like 11 bucks for the PS4. So I'm really excited to to dive into that once I I break out of the game that I'm currently playing. So definitely Final Fantasy 10. It also comes with Final Fantasy 10 too, but who cares? Uh, just play 10. What about you, Keith? Uh, so I've done a number of different types of recommendations. I've done anime. I've done... Uh, comic book series i've done uh graphic novels i've done novels uh so i think it's probably time to get back to the japanese roots of this show and recommend a j drama uh ooh, <laughs> yeah so this is available to anyone who has access to netflix it is a show called midnight diner hmm. um the japanese name for the show is shinya shokuro um i'm probably saying that completely wrong uh shinya shokuro um, and it's actually based on a manga uh, by a guy named Yaro Abi. And actually, I always thought Yaro meant damn, but okay. Uh, either way, <laughs> it's it's a great, uh, I, you know, Roy from the IT crowd would say he hates it because it's heartwarming. <clears throat> but it's, um, it's actually a really, really uh, good show. It is heartwarming. It's about a diner that opens at midnight and is open through till 7 a.m. And so it always gets these interesting uh, characters from Shibuya and Shinjuku who are sort of midnight plus entertainers. And so you get strippers in there, you get gangsters, you get a bunch of different people, but they're all just very, uh, it's it's a really tight-knit community. Um, And it's always about the food too. So as Jesse and I will, uh, Jesse will tell you, I love Japanese food very much. And so they always go into these rich details about how they make the food at the diner, but it, it plays into the personal stories of these wonderful people that show up in the diner. So midnight diner, Netflix, you can watch three seasons of it. Now it's great. My wife and I watch it a, a, a nice. bunch when we're eating. So yeah, it's a fantastic show. Yeah. But only when you're eating, right? 
<laughs> yeah, no, totally. Uh, so with both of us uh, somewhat being interested in the in the Japanese language, we try to go. watch shows every now and then that are in Japanese to kind of pick up the listening element. And that's just the best time to have it on because you're eating, you you're sitting there watching it, and then you know looking at food that you might want to eat in the future. <laughs> Plus, it's heartwarming. Oh, it's so. quite heartwarming. Yeah, yeah. So great recommendations, fellows. That has been this week's show. Tell me something good. So I this is something that I've always been interested in and always found very, very humor humorous about you, Casey. Uh your love for bacon. Mm, but not yes. only that, your combination for your love for movies and creating a Casey's bacon scale for the movies that you <laughs> yes. actually like. Uh that's right. Tell us a little bit about bacon, what resonates with you and and how in fact does this bacon scale work? Oh man, bacon. Or as I like to call it, meat candy. <laughs> uh, bacon's great. Bacon's good in the mornings, good in the afternoons, good in the evenings, good for hangovers. Uh, I've experienced in all those. It's good. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite people, Jimmy Dean, the Sausage King, obviously. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Talk a little bit about him. But yeah, you know, I, I have a bacon movie scale, uh, you know, one to four on the strips of bacon. You know, something like Avengers, very high up there. We're looking about, you know, four out of four, you know, something like, uh, uh, you know, the great, you know, the, the big Lebowski, uh, you know, it didn't resonate as much for me. It's about three and a half strips. I and, take personal offense to this case. I know. And that's why I bring it up. The dude does, not abide. Oh, does not abide. Oh, this aggression will not stand, man. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's just a fun little thing I do. I occasionally, I watch a lot of movies. I watch because again, we and you all know this, we all are working, everyone's working from home now, but I always worked from a home office. So I would have a movie or something on in the background and I'd look up and watch most of it and take little notes occasionally. But uh, yeah, the bacon movie scale has become a thing of its own. I, I enjoy it a little, uh, very seldom are there four out of four on the bacon scale, but when it happens, it's very noticeable. Now, um, do you have a thick, cut bacon scale or is it just all standard bacon cut yeah i did, didn't want to confuse people too much but I when you. i talk about bacon the thicker the better that's always <laughs> that's the right man, the man likes his meat thick i mean that's right we like the thick meat <laughs> you, you got the, the the whole pork belly that's it you've got the can you've got the candied bacon you've got the thick cut bacon you've got the uh, various applewood do you have a specific type of bacon that you you sort of default to? Well, I have my own butcher. I don't know about you guys, but I do have my own butcher. Uh, it's very important. You know, people have, you know, barbers and nail stylists and hair stylists, things like that. Now I have, I have my own butcher and uh, he's here in town uh, and it's called Bishers, Bishers Butchery. And he's fantastic. He actually won the, the main, the main butcher there. He actually won the, top butcher competition on history channel a while back. I don't know if you guys if you ever saw that, but it was a mm -mm. butcher top butcher of America competition where they had the butchers come in and they would do these various contests. And it was a six week competition and our guy ended up winning the whole thing. So I figured that that earned him the exclusivity contract with the marquee bacon. We call, you know, the pork contracts, so to speak. <laughs> I, I eat a lot of, I eat a lot of bacon. I will single-handedly make mortgage payments for certain people. Would you say that your your guy made the cut? Yeah, he made multiple cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very good, very good. Sorry, um, I'm, I'm finally settling into my dad joke territory. Yeah, I, I was going to say that was very daddish of you. Yeah, so I have my moments. Yeah, I thought so. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely heard worse. That was good. Yeah, I, I would say my default bacon. And maybe this is because of where I live now. Uh, I am a huge, huge fan of jalapeno bacon. Oh, very, yeah. Hey, I can see that. Now, I did uh, several years ago. I sent a referral to another SEO. And his name escapes me, guys. He's based in Chicago, and he, he concentrates on the legal industry. Oh, guy? guy? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, guy. I will, I'm not going to attempt his last name, but yeah, no, guy. not me, not me either. Starts with a T though. And was it guy. Guy? Do we pronounce it Guy or Guy? It's Guy. Okay, so Guy sent me a a bacon package, and it had jalapeno bacon as one of the flavors in it. And it was fantastic. Mm. 
I think crazy. I sent him a couple of referrals or something at that time, and he rewarded me with like four or five pounds of bacon. So I'm clearly he's salt of the earth. I was. I put, um, him, in, I put him in my will. He doesn't know it, but he's. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what it takes. There was a great story um, during the sort of the beginning of the pandemic where when everybody was buying all of the toilet paper, uh, all of the hand sanitizer mm -hmm, yeah. uh, and pretty much every bit of food they could. I was <laughs> I went to my standard grocery store. There's It's a place called H-E-B here in Austin. Um, and I'm standing in front of the bacon area. And there's a guy standing next to me and we're both looking at the bacon area and I don't see my jalapeno bacon there. And I'm like, oh, my God, everybody has bought all the bacon. And of course there's a plenty of other bacon is standing you know, on the shelf in front of me. The guy looks at me, he just sort of befuddled and he goes, what are you talking about? There's bacon everywhere. And I'm like, but not the best kind of bacon. <laughs> no one asked you your opinion, man. Yeah. Okay. I know, I know what I mean. <laughs> I know my truth. <laughs> so being a, a whiskey and bacon guy, what's your, what's your pairing? What's your ultimate bacon whiskey pairing? Uh, you know what? I, I am a big, I, I have a lot of whiskeys at the house, but I, I'm a bourbon guy. So mm -hmm. I have a mostly, uh, gosh, I have a lot of different flavors of Maker's Mark. Um, a lot of, uh, like, for example, Costco did a special release where I had four bottles that you couldn't find a lot anymore. I still have those. Um, I drink a lot of, oh, gosh, what did I just have recently that I just finished. Totally name escapes me. I'm looking at, I was looking at it, right? Just, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. But anyway, yeah, anything bourbon related, I'm a fan of. And I, I was fortunate to do the bourbon trail with a friend about four years ago now, a long time. It seems like a fraternity considering, you know, we haven't even had an Olympics. Mm. But uh, about four or five years ago, I was asked to speak in um, Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. Louisville, Louisville. Louisville. Mm. And I was at, at the International Culinary uh, Association Conference there. And I took the chance to, to extend my stay two or three extra days to do the bourbon trail. So you base out of Louisville and then you go and you do this bourbon trail, which is where all the distilleries are. And it's just fantastic. You literally every you go everywhere from Jim Beam to Jack Daniels to Evan Williams. It was crazy. And we went to 11 of them, I think, in two days. Uh, and it was fantastic. And of course, I had to ship all that bourbon back because it wouldn't, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get it on the plane. But yeah, it was good. Good times. I highly recommend it. See, speaking of that, when we were in, in Vegas a few years ago, I can't remember when, uh, the, the Johnny Walker, White Walker had come mm -hmm. out and you brought up bunch of bottles with you yeah i did i bought a couple of bottles with me i ended up giving one to our buddy our mutual friend in chicago or in uh detroit i think i gave a bottle to him maybe i didn't elmer or ryan ryan i think i yeah. gave ryan a yeah. bottle to johnny walker uh, nice maybe, but anyway whatever it was pretty good uh, it was very interesting because how they distilled it it was very you literally were supposed to drink it ice cold really yeah i remember when you, you yeah when you when you put it in the freezer, and that was the whole marketing point of it, was it was a scotch whiskey, which you were supposed to be able to, you put it in the freezer and you drank it ice cold, and it would turn the bottle blue. Mm -hmm. Really? And that's what it did. So it would turn, you put this white bottle in, you you, know, you pull it out, and it'd have a, a, a blue lettering on the side of it that said, I, I just, dude, I can't even remember what it said, but I still have it. It's, I still have a bottle and a half left. It's in the freezer upstairs. But it That's actually, crazy. yeah, it it, can, it converted the figure on the bottle into a White Walker from Game of Thrones, yeah. right? That's right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they recently released both a fire and ice version of yeah. Game of Thrones whiskey, and I have those as well. Honestly, not as good as the really? White Walker. I really enjoyed the White Walker. I still have it occasionally, and I, I don't I don't mind cold drinks. Uh, colder the better. What can I say? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm okay with it. I mean, I. Yeah. I'm okay with having a whiskey on the rocks. I'm okay with having whiskey straight. I'm okay with, you know, you know, uh, putting the whiskey in a smoke envelope, all that stuff. I'm okay <laughs> with it. All good. I'm thinking about getting a bottle because my wife and I, um, I got into scotch a little bit heavier while she was pregnant. Not that's, there's no correlation there. Just happened to <laughs> I got into scotch when she was pregnant and then... <laughs> After uh, after our daughter was born, um, 
at the end of the evening, uh, she'll she'll have a drink and either time it to where it's out of her system before she pumps, or gotcha. she'll just dump the next go around. So we've we've been trying out scotches. So that one I think is on my list to purchase next. You know what I didn't buy and I still would like to is the Anchorman brand of scotch. Do you guys remember then that was released? Did they really? Yeah, and I never got it because it was very high in demand. Yeah. But they they made a Anchorman version of scotch and they had <laughs> they had him come on and do a whole commercial about it, multiple commercials selling his scotch. That's awesome. And it was fantastic. And we we could probably find those on YouTube, but I I bet the scotch is not bad. Do you all. know what brand did it? No, they hid the brand, but it's just like, you know, it's like a Costco thing where, you know, it's uh, uh, Belvedere does their vodka, things like gotcha. that. Gotcha. <laughs> like that. I might need to look into that, see if I can find one. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Get Down into my belly. I love scotch. Scotch, scotch, scotch. <laughs> oh, that's so great. And you are in San, San Diego. Which I, I am in San Diego, yes. yes. German for a whale's vagina. Whale's that's vagina. right. Scholars maintain the translation was lost years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, watching that movie when we're done here, gentlemen. Make oh. it so. Oh, man. So, um... CrossFit. You, you, you're a CrossFitter too. In addition to all well, of the other stuff yeah. you do, you're a CrossFitter. Ninety percent of the time, I'm a CrossFitter. Ten percent of the time. Yeah. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> it's dedication. That's dedication. That's dedication. No, I'll be honest with you. It's been really bad. My wife has been. Uh, we've been part of the CrossFit environment. Gosh, when it first started. I mean, in the in the good old days, we. Before all the controversy, we <laughs> I was at one of the literally like the third certified affiliate in the world in San Diego. Uh, and I was I would work out more than once. Greg Glassman, the founder of CrossFit, would come in and he'd give us training and we have a picture of him somewhere. <laughs> Probably had to take that down. Don't know where that is now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, it's crazy. Uh, my wife and I did it together for years. But oh, man, over the last year and a half, I've just, just gotten fat and lazy. Just loved it. Just totally okay with being fat and lazy. My wife, is, it's been great. Every pound I've gained, she's lost. So it's worked out well for her. Well, I, I think you do CrossFit right. You, When you do go, you post yeah. it on Facebook and you let us know. Yeah, let everyone know. <laughs> so it, so it's, But I don't go enough that you, know, you so, see it enough. Well, it just seems because you do post it when you do go. It seems like you go yeah. all the time. So I only it, go once a month. And I said, okay, I'm here for my monthly trip. Done. <laughs> see you guys. See you guys in our September. Uh. The, those oh, CrossFit yeah, folks. It was marks. really terrible. But I mean, uh, oh, I absolutely need to go. And I enjoy it. I used to really be active in it. You know, I, the wads were difficult and we enjoyed it. And I loved the the Olympic weightlifting that I used to do a lot of. And I had my lifts up at, you know, relatively commendable levels at one time. And now, who knows? I'm sure that my 455 deadlift is like 325 right now if I'm lucky. So I, I'd be lucky to get up there anytime soon. <laughs> mm, well it's still better than me uh oh. yeah I've, of course i have a bad lower back too so my deadlifts are sitting at one, uh, 225 and they probably won't ever go any higher simply because of my my low back issues my but, my best lifts were always the uh um uh, the deadlift and also the just the strict press because i always had big shoulders very strong shoulders so i could strict press 200 plus pounds pretty easily Ooh. That's and uh, I could not, no way I could do that now. I bet maybe I'm at 160, 170 now, maybe. Well, you are you are getting older, so yeah, you probably lost more than you thought. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, uh, gosh, what am I? Look at this. Don't, I can't do any math. 46? 46? 26. 46, I think, is what I am right now. Wow. So still getting old. I'm still the senior here. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. Enjoy it. I I live as the baby in the groups that we run in. Man, when you're saying you started SEO in 1999, I was 11. Yeah, you were uh, 11. Yeah, so, good times. Yeah. I was watching uh, the anime series that I mentioned on the very first episode <laughs> uh, because I was only 11 when uh, most of my friends uh, got into their professional careers. Good times. Good yeah. times. It's good stuff. We still accept you. That's one of the best things about the SEO industry is you don't have to be a specific age to be accepted. You just have no, to be cool. No. You just have to be cool, you know, uh, throw good parties, keep relatively low profile, don't get in flame wars with anyone. You know, there's a long list of commandments. 
it's yeah. the best it's the best thing and i'm actually going to really 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 miss in vegas this year the casey marquee magic limo ride um that <laughs> that was that's been a highlight of my vegas trip for a few years now and um i mean uh, buzz balls aside i mm-hmm. really very much enjoyed those i can't believe you didn't like the buzz balls I mean, those things are. What did you only pay a dollar fifty for those at the at the liquor store, right? <laughs> How could you not like something so affordable? Yeah. It's that in White Claw. Yeah, <laughs> there ain't no laws when you're drinking White Claws. Isn't that oh, right, Kelsey Jones? Man. Oh man, the White Claws. Oh, the White Jones Claws in Dallas. That oh was, my gosh, that was good. Oh, Kel- and Kelsey said that she uh, her hangover was to die for. Literally, she. We were talking about it the other day. I I got something across my something came across my feet about white claws so i immediately tagged her and she she commented on oh my gosh man i, I still remember that hangover from the next day and i'm like yeah <laughs> i believe it oh believe my it. gosh That's yeah guys i'm gonna miss it i uh i i, I applaud um i applaud brett and everyone for moving the PubCon this year to virtual i still don't think i'll be able to participate i'm just so backed up with stuff i i'm still i'm supposed to speak at state of search when is that, yeah. guys? That's in October? October. It is in October. Yep. Yeah. So 16th. there's still a chance that we might have that in person, and if if that is the case, I might might make the trip. But we'll we'll see. Yeah. I'm I'm still in the place where with with a, a new baby, I mm-hmm. I can't yeah, risk couldn't. it until this is this is like truly gone, or there's you know truly a a treatment for it. But, yeah. No. No kidding. I get it. I get it. But yeah, it's I'm, I'm gonna miss hanging out with all you guys. That's that's been one of the biggest uh, joys of having this this show mm-hmm. is every week you know, to to talk to to our friends. Just, I miss my friends, right? And that's really what we were trying to aim for with the show. Anyway, is we're trying to yeah. sort of have that that after the conference conversation that we would normally be having in a bar somewhere or on a Casey Marquee Magic uh, Bus mm-hmm. ride, yeah. Magic Limo uh, ride. Magic limo ride, absolutely. So, uh, it, it it helps. This helps for sure. And I get to see, yeah. you know, we get to see you. Uh, the mm-hmm. the listeners will not get to see you, but their loss, obviously. Yeah, a hundred percent. We win. We're I'm just to let you guys know. I know you guys can't see this, but um, Jesse's wearing a onesie. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, Keith's doing great. He's got a Xavier skull for the X Men shirt on, and um, I'm completely nude. So I mean that's just you lose the stout. It works, and that's just because I was frying bacon. I don't like to get grease on me. That's it. Well, that's plus San Diego nudists. It, it is a there is a big community here. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. <laughs> now, one thing I wanted to ask you real quick before we get into the lightning round is what you you took a bit of criticism on the i believe it was the dallas uh magic limo ride last year uh at state of search for your djing skills oh my gosh i can't believe that i no Uh-oh. one likes no one likes a little uh you know tiffany <laughs> tiffany? i think you did do some tiffany what, mm-hmm. what what's your response to the the dj haters and i'm not going to lie i believe i was one of them oh uh, i gosh, i, I don't even I can't I even remember. remember. I was so I drunk. Remember. We we had it. It was an eclectic mix. Uh, um, I tend to have a lot of stuff on my iPod, so we switched out the iPads, the iPods pretty quickly on that. But yeah, um, I guess Baby Got Back. You can only listen to Baby Got Back a couple times. I, now I know. Yeah. Now I, I know. There, there's okay. a limit to to that there's per evening. There. Yes. Yes. Or and, you know, Cast in the Cradle. I guess no one wants to hear that. <laughs> When you're on a on a happy, uplifting limo ride, my dad. Now I know. Father and son. You know, it, 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 it was just it was it was sad to see people's faces drop and realize they haven't talked to their parents in a while. So yeah. Were... Hey, damn you, damn you, Casey. My father's dead. You, you can't have a party bus with a stripper pole in it and and yeah, turn on yeah. Cat Stevens. It's just that's not a good healthy mix. It doesn't work. And hey, listen, I sympathize, Casey. I now regret my Doja Cat recommendation. So you know. <laughs> yes, yes, I get that. I can see it. Well, gentlemen, but I no, it was a good we're... time. It was a good time. I think uh, I think we've hit time, and we are at Keith's favorite segment of the show: the lightning round. The lightning round. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, here we go. This is just our weekly uh, instance where we ask 
all of our guests the exact same questions, and we're going to see what sort of uh, uh, commonalities we have across people. Maybe it's a consistent thing. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just completely unique. So, uh, all right, here we go. How do you think your hobbies have contributed to your success in your full-time work? Well, you know, I think attention to detail and, and imagination. I love the comic books. I love the terrible movies that I watch. I drink a lot of uh, pork. I eat a lot of pork products. I drink a lot of uh, bourbon. Uh, I think that expands my imagination, maybe helps my my uh, attention span. Hmm. So, yeah, and I'm a site auditor, so it's all attention to detail. So I think we'll see. I think that's helped me a little bit, hopefully, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if you could be one fictional character who would it be oh fictional character i'm gonna expand this because uh again i i do want to say give a shout out to my boy jimmy dean the sausage king who <laughs> <laughs> jimmy dean was a, a an underrated american country music singer television host creator of the jimmy dean sausage brand Man, the guy could do it all. He died in 2010. Oh. I'm not laughing that he died. I'm laughing that you know that. He's a hero. What can I say? He's a hero. <laughs> as, as fictional an characters, fictional characters. Uh, probably the Ghostbusters. Yeah, I love the Ghostbusters. All three of them? I mean, all yeah. four of them, actually. Yeah. Four, yeah. Not only were they not afraid of ghosts, but they weren't afraid of a healthy, bacon-filled American breakfast. So... Never good about that. Jimmy He's, Dean, not a sponsor. Yeah. Not a sponsor yet. Uh yeah. Rest yeah, in absolutely. peace, Jimmy. Bill Murray, not a sponsor yet. Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> not a sponsor yet. Uh actually the other guy the other guy's dead. Uh and then who Ernie. Who the other? Ernie, Ernie, that's Hudson. right. Ernie Hudson, not a sponsor yet. Alas. All right, last question. What other interests would you like to pursue if time wasn't a constraint? Um, I would like to get back to, I used to be a very competent uh, hand model and I would used to, <laughs> and unfortunately my right hand is just not, <laughs> it's just not at the level it used to be. You got to get in those reps, man. Get Got to get in those reps, man. I'm left-handed by the way. I'm more, I'm ambidextrous, but, uh, yeah, my right hand feels a little left out. I get it. It's all good. Yeah. And, and, and those mouse manufacturers definitely need hand models. The mice. <laughs> yeah. Time was not a constraint that, and Hey, maybe do this thing called working out, but no, it seems, seems dangerous. Make I heard sure of this thing called, called what? Yogging. Yeah, uh, was it yogging? Is that what I think that it's, where people I think, just get up and move? I've I think it's a that. hard J maybe hard jogging. J. jogging. Yes. Okay. Yes. No, not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> the people just run for no reason. No, no yeah. unless they're being chased by something. I've heard it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. Crazy talk. All right. Well, that was our lightning round for the week. <laughs> With that, Casey, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. It was a pleasure having you. The pleasure was entirely mine. Jesse, Keith, I wish you guys the very best. Stay healthy. And I hope we see each other in person sometime soon. Yeah, you as well, brother. I hope so, too. I'm glad you got to see me today. Pleasure again, entirely mine. Entirely mine. <laughs> Thanks again, bud. Take it easy, guys. This has been the Austin Otaku Podcast. To learn more about us and our show, to be a guest, or to subscribe to our show, go to www.austinotaku.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. 